0: Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1991, A Flexible Plan for Health Insurance in Early Retirement, Part 2, by Chris Mamula of CanIRetireYet.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now, today's post is a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. A Flexible Plan for Health Insurance in Early Retirement, Part Two, by Chris Mamula of CanIRetireYet.com. Our plan, as long as my wife continues to have such excellent working conditions and enjoys her work, is for her to continue working part-time. However, we acknowledge that this presents two major challenges. On a societal level, there's already a strong trend among small businesses to stop offering health insurance coverage to their employees because steady rate hikes have made it cost prohibitive. Therefore, there's no guarantee that she'll continue to receive this benefit let alone having it extended to our family. On a personal level, she was among the first hires at a small company that continues to grow. She currently loves her job and work conditions. However, we don't want her to be bound to having to work a job just for health insurance if these conditions change. Therefore, our future plans include a lot of flexibility and uncertainty. Future flexibility. There are many moving parts in the American healthcare system and our personal lives that make planning beyond next year very difficult. Therefore, our approach is to leave open as many options as possible. Beyond 2018, we'll consider three potential future solutions to obtain health insurance. Each option currently has upsides and downsides. Also, these options could change substantially by the time we would need them. Option 1. Buying insurance with ACA subsidies. Justin, who writes the blog Root of Good, has been very transparent in what using the ACA looks like to make health insurance affordable for his family with young children. He also wrote an excellent article that simplifies the process of understanding and navigating the different ACA subsidies. We would most likely follow a similar path if having to buy insurance today. If the ACA remains intact by the time we need it, the obvious positive benefits are that it guarantees that we can buy health insurance. As long as we structure our income carefully, as most early retirees should be able to, it will be affordable. The negative aspects of doing long-term planning around the ACA are that it's under constant political assault and there's no guarantee what it will look like in the future. The other negative aspect is that we hate the idea of complicating our financial lives to have a low recognized income just to obtain government subsidies. Option two, healthcare sharing ministries. We like the idea of healthcare sharing ministries as an alternative to traditional health insurance. One idea that is particularly appealing is the simplicity of paying our share without the added complexity of manipulating our income to receive subsidies. While more expensive than subsidized insurance, healthcare sharing ministries would allow us to pursue whatever opportunities we want, whether financially lucrative or not. This is ultimately what financial independence is all about for us. Healthcare sharing ministries come with downsides because they're not insurance. They're not bound to the ACA rules related to pre-existing conditions. Therefore, they may not be an option by the time we would need them, The lack of legal protection that comes with traditional insurance also makes me slightly apprehensive. Though anecdotally, healthcare sharing ministries seem to function very well. Because they're not bound by ACA rules, healthcare sharing ministries can cap the benefits an individual can receive. While this helps healthcare sharing ministries remain more affordable than traditional insurance, it would add risk to an individual in a worst case scenario. Healthcare sharing ministries also have a Christian affiliation and have varying degrees of exclusivity as to who and what conditions they cover. This is another reason healthcare sharing ministries are more affordable than unsubsidized insurance, as healthcare sharing ministries are better able to control their risks and costs. As our society becomes progressively more secular, this gives me pause in banking on the long-term viability of healthcare sharing ministries as they could become political targets. And option three, health insurance insurance. Part of our plan is for me to continue to maintain my physical therapy license and possibly do some occasional PT work for at least the next few years. In the event that all else fails, I would have the option to simply return to work and obtain health insurance through an employer. Essentially, I'll maintain my professional license as insurance, that I could go back to a job at which I can obtain health insurance. The positive here is that it's pretty easy and inexpensive for me to maintain my license. Also, if I do small amounts of work to help me stay current, it would allow me to make and maintain social connections. I would also make a significant amount of money doing small amounts of reasonably enjoyable and rewarding work. The obvious downside is that I'm retiring from PT in the first place because I became burnt out on it. While doing some occasional part time or seasonal work could be fun and rewarding, having to return to full time practice just to obtain health insurance is a worst case scenario. No clear answers. Unfortunately, after working diligently on our early retirement plan over the past five years, my wife and I have not reached a satisfactory long term solution to the health insurance challenge. While I would love to write a single blog post that prescribes the best of two or three good options, I simply don't see that as being the case. My hope is that sharing our plan demonstrates the real challenges and trade-offs that come with transitioning to early retirement in the current health insurance environment. There's no quick, secure, long-term fix to the health insurance challenge for many early retirees. However, with careful planning, flexibility, and the ability to accept some risk, the challenges around obtaining affordable health insurance are not insurmountable. You just listened to part two of the post titled A Flexible Plan for Health Insurance in Early Retirement by Chris Mamula of CanIRetireYet.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. For a lot of people, it can be stressful and confusing to manage their finances. Even I used to feel this way when using different finance apps. But then I tried Monarch Money and everything got so much easier. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. While obtaining health insurance at a reasonable cost is certainly a concern, what do we do when we're faced with a medical bill, even when we have insurance? I once got a bill for $1,000 because my doctor ordered a test that the insurance company wouldn't cover. I called the doctor's office and told them I was only able to pay $20 per month. And I did that for a couple of years until I got tired of calling to make the payments and so just decided to pay off the rest of the bill in full, but I never paid any interest. Though if I knew then what I know now, I would have definitely advocated for myself better. Did you know that medical billing fraud is an $80 billion problem? Healthcare is the only thing we pay for where we have no idea how much it could cost before we get the bill. But it's possible for us to be better consumers of healthcare. There was an incredible speech at the Economy Conference last year, which is an event I produce, about what to do when you get a medical bill. The speech was from Angel Salucci, who investigates medical billing fraud and abuse. And she's found from 20 years of data that 93% of medical bills may contain errors and or blatant fraud. Always request an itemized bill and make sure you understand and agree to everything before you pay anything. There are four main types of common errors to look out for on medical bills. And if you'd like to learn more about this, check out Angel's speech on the Economy Conference YouTube channel titled, the uprising of America against its profiteering healthcare system. And that's another episode of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. Thank you for your support and for listening every day. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.